Holy Father in heaven, blessed be your holy name for your wonderful love which you have displayed in sending your son to die for our sins and furthermore in preserving our lives and giving us the wonderful privilege of being those who can give glory to your name. Lord in heaven, we ask that you consecrate our lives to your service. We pray, Father, that you grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit, that through that gift we may live a life that is worthy to glorify your name. As we go through our reading and devotion this day, we pray, Lord, that you would grant us understanding, fill us with your word richly, and I pray, Lord, that it shall be spirit and life to us. Grant us grace, Lord, to speak words that will be blessings to all who will be listening. Lord, I pray that for the sake of those who will listen, that you will speak through us and that it shall edify the hearers. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, April 19. The Brightest Subject of Our Thoughts. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Psalm 104 verse 34 Why not keep your minds fixed on the unsearchable riches of Christ, that you may present to others the gems of truth? In the word of God, There are rich mines of truth that we may spend our whole lifetime in exploring, and yet we shall find that we have only begun to view their precious stores. Sink the shaft deep and bring up the hidden treasures. But it is impossible to do this while we indulge an idle, restless spirit seeking constantly for something that will merely gratify the senses, something to amuse and cause a foolish laugh. Minds that are occupied with frivolous reading, with exciting stories, or with seeking after amusement do not dwell upon Christ and cannot rejoice in the fullness of his love. The mind that finds pleasure in foolish thoughts and trifling conversation is as destitute of the joy of Christ as were the hills of Gilboa of dew or rain. Does not your own experience testify to this? How much peace of mind do you have at the close of a day spent in frivolity, in light and trifling conversation? Can you retire to rest at night, saying, It is well, it is well with my soul? How often, when you come into the house of God, into the solemn assembly, your thoughts are turned to that foolish remark which someone has made, to that idle story or that comical thing which you read or saw? and the thought will come at just such a time as to eclipse a bright ray of the glory of Christ 
and you lose the benefit of the heaven-sent light which you ought to receive. We need to be constantly filling the mind with Christ and emptying it of selfishness and sin. Just as surely as you empty your mind of vanity and frivolity, the vacuum will be supplied with that which God is waiting to give you, His Holy Spirit. Then, out of the good treasure of the heart, you will bring forth good things, rich germs of thought, and others will catch the words. Your thoughts and affections will dwell upon Christ, and you will reflect upon others that which has shone upon you from the Son of Righteousness. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Brightest Subject of Our Thoughts. Our key text is Psalm chapter 104 verse 34 which says, My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. The Lord will have us today understand how to make the mind follow a fixed purpose so that it does not uh, become distracted and unable to achieve its life purpose. We have already understood that our purpose in life is to reflect the image of God and God has given us a mind for that purpose. The mind has its faculties, the imagination, the will, the reason, the conscience, the memory, the perception and the intuition. All these faculties of the mind must be worked, developed, trained and brought up to a position where they are all perfect so that we can become perfect in Christ Jesus. That fixed purpose that the mind has can only be achieved if the mind dwells on what it wants to achieve. We have seen the laws of the mind. One of the laws is by beholding we become changed. If our purpose is to become like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then the mind ought to contemplate constantly beholding Christ. And that is how we will be changed into his image from glory to glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Genesis 1.26 gives us the purpose of life. God created us for a purpose and that is he had in mind that we should be in his image and likeness. And this mind has become corrupt because of sin. But now God has not abandoned the project. He still wants us, even though the mind has, because of sin, become corrupt, he still wants to achieve his original plan, which is to bring us into his image. Then, then he's teaching us and educating us to understand how we can do that. The laws of the mind makes us understand how. I just quoted 2 Corinthians 3.18. If the purpose is fixed, and it is to reflect the image of God, then we are told, by beholding, we become changed into the same image that we look at from glory to glory. Therefore, the mind ought to be fixed on Jesus. In our reading for today, our high calling, one, page 115, paragraph 2 says, Why not keep your mind fixed on the unsearchable riches of Christ, that you may present to others the gems of truth? So, if we must 
reflect the image of Jesus clearly, we have to have our minds fixed on Jesus. The other day, we studied in April 15, Preoccupying the Mind, we saw something there that the mind is a function of what it continues to store in itself, its memory. If the mind must continually contemplate heavenly themes, then it must be stored with the same. Because out of the memory, the mind keeps drawing subject matter for meditation, subject matter for imagination, for contemplation. The imagination goes into that memory bank and draws things from there. Then it looks at it from different aspects and starts to amplify it and starts to to expand it in different aspects. And that is why we are told in our devotion today that if we want to reflect the image of God, in the word of God, there are rich minds of truth that we may spend our whole lifetime in exploring and yet we shall find that we have only begun to view their precious stores. Sink the shaft deep and bring up the hidden treasures. Treasures. What is the treasure of the mind? Jesus said, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. I would recommend you listen to Preoccupying the Mind, April 15, where we talked about treasures. The treasure, which is the bank of the mind, is the memory. And we must take from the treasure of God's word and take from the draw, withdraw from there and deposit it in our own treasure, which is our memory, so that we can have good things to think about. But God will have us understand today. There was something I mentioned in that day, preoccupying the mind. If a good man is good, it is because he has good treasures in his heart. That's what Jesus said out of his good treasures he will bring out good things if he has evil treasures he will bring out evil things but the man who is storing both the good and the bad you will see him not having a fixed purpose he will be double-minded and what are we told about a double-minded man james chapter 1 verse 8 a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded mind. We are talking about our mind now. And God wants to help us to understand how we should avoid being double-minded. To have a single mind, to be single-minded, that is to be focused. Double-minded person is not focused. They are here and they are there. But a single-minded person, single-mindedness, what is the meaning of single-mindedness? I read from a dictionary it says intensely focused and concentrated on purpose thinking of only one goal undistractable and that is what God wants to make us understand today how to be single-minded how to be intensely focused and concentrated on a purpose we have already said what our purpose is but now god wants to make us understand how to remain focused and concentrate not to be distracted think of this one goal and do not be double-minded a double-minded man is thinking of many goals at a time 
And that's why when we fix our purpose, we must constantly ask ourselves the question whenever we want to perform into any act, we ask ourselves, how is this act going to help me to achieve my one purpose? And when you cannot find out how that is going to help you achieve that purpose, you do not perform it. You don't engage in it. That is how a single-minded person behaves. And I have said it before that this is how successful people behave. Those who are successful are single-minded. They focus on one purpose and do that thing well. God would have us understand that this mind is capable of much. But when we give the mind subject matter that is frivolous, foolish, commonplace things, you make the mind double-minded and reduce its capacity to achieve the highest that it can achieve or even achieve anything at all. We were told before, sink the shaft deep and bring up the hidden treasures. But it is impossible to do this while we indulge an idle, restless spirit seeking constantly for something that will merely gratify the senses, something to amuse and cause a foolish laugh. And then it goes on minds that are occupied with frivolous reading, with exciting stories or with seeking after amusement, do not dwell upon Christ and cannot rejoice in the fullness of his love. The mind that finds pleasure in foolish thoughts and trifling conversation is destitute, is as destitute of the joy of Christ as were the heels of Gilboa, of dew or rain. God wants us to understand. Yes, you do have a purpose. Perhaps we have set our minds and said, this is the purpose of my life. Now, he wants you to understand. To set a purpose is not enough. You must understand how to achieve that purpose. The only way to achieve that purpose is what we are discussing now. You must have the brightest subject for your thoughts and not distract the mind in giving it things that will distract it from its purpose. Single-mindedness is the way to achieve a purpose. If we are not single-minded, that means we are double-minded. And if we are double-minded, you remember the Bible says, don't expect anything from the Lord. What makes us double-minded is what we just read. The mind distracting it with frivolous reading and frivolous conversations, engaging the mind with exciting stories and seeking after amusement. Then a question is asked which I can relate to and many of us can also relate to perhaps all of us can relate to it asks does not your own experience testify to this how much peace of mind do you have at the close of a day spent in frivolity in light and trifling conversation can you retire to rest at night saying it is well it is well with my soul my answer to that is no i have been there before after all the going to watch a football match and becoming so excited and then going to a friend's house and you discuss all manner of things that are irrelevant and just frivolous conversation you retire at the end of the day and there's no desire to study the word of god there's no desire to pray there's no desire to meditate on good things and you have to bring to your mind something else to bring it in the same direction that it was before you can't say it is well it is well my soul and worst of all is that mild madness that we go through where we may just be sitting with our friends everywhere is quiet or like it says may even be in church and then the next thing it may be you or any other person but i'll use me as an example you are just sitting with people 
and the next thing there's a smile on your face. Makes you look like you're a mad person. And nobody knows why you're smiling. But why are you smiling? You just remembered something that someone said that was funny before. And then people ask you, what's, what's going on? Why are you laughing? I say, don't worry, don't worry, nothing. And then somebody may just stay on his own and burst into laughter. Why did they burst into laughter? They remembered something they watched or something they heard. I remember too. It has happened to me. You'll be with people and the next thing you burst into laughter. And serious conversations may be going on. Like it is here, it says you may be in the church. And just while the Holy Spirit is trying to impress that mind with something that will make it achieve its purpose, it goes to its treasure, the memory. The imagination goes there. And of course, you are not going to go to the things that were stored very, very far away in that store of the memory. It is the recent things that the imagination will go to. The recent things that were stored in the mind are the first things that the imagination can draw from to bring subject matter for contemplation. So it remembers that joke, it remembers that recent comic that it looked at, or that movie that it watched, whether violent or not, and then it starts to dwell on it because that was what you gave it to dwell upon. And then as God is trying to impress the heart and the mind, it becomes impossible because the imagination saw something in the memory to distract it. What does that mean? It's a very clear thing. This is something very simple. It happens to us all the time. You watch something today, dwell, put your mind on, and you see that your mind will keep dwelling on that thing. If you read your Bible and study the Word of God, contemplate it, you will find out that that is what your imagination will dwell upon. And that's what God wants us to understand. We do not do ourselves any good when we allow our minds to go into amusements and frivolous conversations and jokes and laughter. We don't, we don't do ourselves any good when we do that. We make ourselves become double-minded and make it doubly difficult for the Holy Spirit to impress us. And that's why we are told that those who will take away all this rubbish, just as surely as you empty your mind of vanity and frivolity, the vacuum will be supplied with that which God is waiting to give you, His Holy Spirit. Then, out of the good treasure of the heart, you will bring forth good things, rich gems of thought, and others will catch the words. Your thoughts and affections will dwell upon Christ, and you will reflect upon others that which has shone upon you from the Son of Righteousness. How easy can this thing be? So after this devotion, what should I do? If I will take my mind, I, I may not need to read the Bible, but just keep brooding on this thing that I have studied now. Guess what I'm going to have to discuss with my friends? It is what is on my mind that I'll discuss with them. And then, if I, after that, take the Bible or engage in listening to a sermon, that is going to be what is going to be topmost on the treasure of my mind. Then my imagination will be able to bring good things from that treasure, gems of thought that will be good for me to meditate upon and also to discuss with others. And then I'll be able to talk to others about the, the glory of God and the rich blessings that I get from Jesus Christ because I intentionally stored or allowed my mind to have a good subject to discuss. What you do today is what matters. It is true that the memory has a lot it has stored from many years ago and even for me. Sometimes some people say certain things and it reminds me of some frivolous conversation or movie that I have watched before and the mind brings it back. 
and sometimes you may dwell on it and then realize oh i was just dwelling on this it is because of the memory that's why the imagination and the memory are working together so if you want your thoughts to be good and your imagination to be good store good things we already have enough evil we have stored in our mind we cannot afford to continue to make our lives difficult by storing more frivolous jokes and frivolous conversation and all the la- of this light and trifling things like the movies and the music that do us no good i already have enough in my own mind i read i don't even listen to many of the music for many years i don't listen to them but the ones that i have listened to long ago they still plague me till now so if i was listening to the, the worldly music for the past 10 years for example i would have made my life more difficult but i've made it more difficult i don't listen to them of course but in the world you keep hearing them all around you it's almost difficult to not know what is going on though i don't i mean not consciously know any of these things but you hear them you know there's this song that came out and all that you don't necessarily know who is singing what but if you engage your mind in knowing these things oh you make it difficult for the holy spirit to penetrate and for you to achieve your purpose so what are the other things that you have decided to achieve perhaps you have chosen a line of career or you have a business that you are doing ask yourself how much time do you spend feeding your mind with things that will actually help you achieve your aim in that business when you pick up your phone there is a lot of information you can get on the internet pertaining to that business but if you spend your time watching comedies and movies ask yourself how do these things help me in my business or my career or my education perhaps you are studying to become this or that whatever it is ask yourself if you are focused how much time do you spend in actually developing yourself and feeding your mind with things that will actually help you in that career or whatever it whatever purpose whatever your mind has proposed to do this is what makes you successful or not this is what will determine whether you are going to achieve what you want to achieve or not do not be double minded be single minded focus on that thing that you have chosen to do and do not give your mind too many things to do at a time fix your mind on one thing achieve that thing before you go to another thing god wants us to work intelligently to be single minded help yourself today to be single minded throw away all jokes and frivolous conversations and all those comical stuff and exciting stories of of a of, of skepticism and all those detective stuff you watch and romantic things they they make your mind to not be focused throw them away and help yourself so that you can use the laws of the mind to get the victory and achieve your purpose in life both the purpose of reflecting the image of god and even secular things you cannot even achieve secular things if your mind is not single minded may god give us the grace to take advantage of this information and become better people is my prayer amen okay reading from the second paragraph where it says that minds that are occupied with frivolous reading with exciting stories or with seeking after amusement do not dwell upon Christ now as you read these things you the thing sounds like a little warning but these are serious warnings 
these are things that appear to be a minor thing just a little thing but we see clearly how it spoils our experience the reason why we have not taken flight into the joyful and pleasant exploration of the germs of truth that one unguarded moment we are told to watch against trifling conversation lest we become destitute of the joy of Christ as were the hills of Gilboa of dew or rain the preacher said we should beware of the little foxes songs of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15 he said take us the foxes the little ones the little foxes that spoil the vines for our vines have tender grapes there is a little story in the manuscripts third manuscripts 302 see I know of a man who failed to put only one little pin in a saw and when the machinery began to operate that saw flew hither and thither and as a result one man was deprived of two limbs and that was because of one little pin being left out everyone is to be as a, as particular in his lines as i am in mine we should be very thorough let us be on guard against trifling things lest we grieve away the holy spirit we have so much ground to cover so what we do now is to pick up the shaft and let us with the help of the holy spirit sink it deep into the minds of truth what is the shaft to the wheat let us dig for germs why not keep your minds fixed upon the unsearchable riches of Christ that you may present to others the germs of truth in the word of God there are rich minds of truth that we may spend our whole lifetime in exploring and yet we shall not find the topics exhausted and but rather we shall find that we have only begun to view their precious stores sink the shaft deep and bring up the hidden treasures jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 says for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and hewn out in the mouth systems broken systems that can hold no water and the story where Jesus was sitting upon the well and the women came to draw water and at the end of the conversation we understand that Jesus is the wellspring of life and the woman represent humanity looking for water dying of thirst the world is seeking for knowledge we are seeking always looking out but we are looking at the wrong places looking from the wrong sources and he sitting on top of the well he is a well upon a well and he's saying come and draw from me if you draw from this well you are going to be thirsty again and so all those things you're trying to satisfy our thirst for knowledge we are going to be thirsty again so he's calling upon us to draw from him come and learn of me drink from me and uh, I pray that our, our meditation will be like that of the psalmist where he says in Psalms 119 
verse 97 oh how i love thy law it is my meditation all the day i have refrained my feet from every evil way that i might keep thy word how sweet are thy words unto my taste yea sweeter than honey to my mouth my meditation of him shall be sweet i will be glad in the lord amen let us pray our father and our god we thank you we thank you for your word today we thank you that you've not left us to ourselves you're always drawing us yearning that we long and pursue after thee thy word is a gold mine of truth full of gems help us o lord turn our attention to seeking the things that will help us even in this life thou help us gems of truth help us to lean at thy feet that we may despise it to those who are thirsty for thy word help us o lord to continue in reading make time for study make time for prayer that we continue to follow and to know thee who is life eternal we make this prayer in jesus precious name